Hey, y'all, and welcome to the Lift Bible Study Podcast. As many of you know who have been listening now, ladies here in my neighborhood, Lift stands for uh, the name of our Bible study right here, Ladies in Fellowship Together. We are just a group of regular women trying to live out our Christian faith walk day by day. Well, this week it's here. Christmas is upon us. I've actually pre-recorded this podcast to release on Christmas Eve, and I hope you all are spending quality time with your family as I will be. Will's parents are coming in, and Aunt Shirley is coming in, so we're going to be hanging out and just enjoying the holiday. So I hope and pray that you all are having a very Merry Christmas. Nicholas and I just finished up the gift of Christmas at our church. Nicholas was a snow bro this year. And uh, at our church, we do about 14 shows. So I was stage mom backstage with 20 snow bros. You know, let's just say that I love, love, loved it. But I was also incredibly happy to be done. It is Christmas Eve. And since this is Christmas week that this podcast will go live, I'd like to read the Christmas story from Luke chapter 2. And I'm using uh, the translation called the Passion Translation. If you have a, a version Bible, it's TPT, the Passion Translation. In Luke chapter 2, it says, During those days, the Roman emperor... Caesar Augustus ordered that the first census be taken throughout his empire. Quirinius was the governor of Syria at that time. Everyone had to travel to his or her hometown to complete the mandatory census. So Joseph and his fiancée Mary left Nazareth, a village in Galilee, and journeyed to their hometown in Judea, to the village of Bethlehem, King David's ancient home. They were, read, they were required to register there since they were both direct descendants of David. Mary was pregnant and nearly ready to give birth. When they arrived in Bethlehem, Mary went into labor, and there she gave birth to her firstborn son. After wrapping the newborn baby in strips of cloth, they laid him in a feeding trough since there was no room in the inn. That night in a field near Bethlehem, there were shepherds watching over their flocks. And suddenly, an angel appeared in radiance and splendor before them, lighting up the field with a blazing glory of God. The shepherds were terrified, but the angel reassured them, saying, Do not be afraid, for I have come to bring you good news the most joyous news the world has ever heard. And it is for everyone, everywhere, for today, this day in Bethlehem, a Savior is born for you. He is the Lord Yahweh, the Messiah. You will recognize him by this miracle sign. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a feeding trough. Then all at once, a vast number of glorious angels appeared, the very armies of heaven, 
And they all praised God, singing glory to God in the highest realms of heaven. For there is peace and good hope given to the sons of men. When the choir of angels disappeared back to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go. Let's hurry and find this word that is born in Bethlehem and see for ourselves what the Lord has revealed to us. So they ran into the village and found their way to Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in a feeding trough. Upon seeing this miraculous sign, the shepherds recounted what just happened. Everyone who heard the shepherd's story was astonished by what they were told. But Mary treasured all these things in her heart and often pondered what they meant. The shepherds returned to their flock, ecstatic over what had happened. They praised God and glorified him for all they had heard and seen for themselves, just like the angel had said. Wow. On Christmas Eve, our family attends a candlelight service at our church. I think many of your churches do the same. And I think it's so wonderful. We sing Christmas hymns like, Oh, Holy Night, Away in a Manger, Angels We Have Heard on High, and so on. Then we, our family, we typically come back home and just have a Christmas Eve feast. We usually have a bunch of appetizers and just, just enjoy one another's company. Nicholas gets to open one present. I remember when I was Nicholas's age, all of my dad's family would get together on Christmas Eve night, my cousin Sydney and I would end up opening all our wrapped presents, except for Santa's gifts, of course. Those were always unwrapped gifts, and they came the next morning. But we would play with them while our grandparents, our parents, aunts, and uncles would do whatever they were doing. And I remember every year I would tell my mom, I'd say, do not let me open all the presents so that I'll have some presents to open on on Christmas morning. But I'd do it again, you know, year after year. Me and my cousin, we'd get so excited in the moment. We'd open all our wrapped presents from our aunts and uncles, and we'd have none the next morning. You know, I think, I think back to my grandparents and my parents and aunts and uncles. They were excited, too. I remember we would sit around. They would sit around, me and Sydney, and we were, we were the only grandchildren at that time. And I think they really loved seeing us tear into our presence that we had gotten. And we were so happy and surprised by what was inside. You know, I remember that feeling and that, that excitement of just opening all these presents. And so that's why Nicholas can only open one because I learned the lesson. There was that disappointment on Sunday morning. You know, I'd have all these things from Santa, but nothing to open. But it just, it brings back such good memories. What does Christmas remind you of? Maybe happy memories, maybe some sad memories. One thing we know is certain. Christmas can be the start of a new beginning. With Advent, with Christmas, it's all new possibilities. Hopefulness joy. And with that, we will close. May you and your families 
Have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Until next week.